This is Vision Eternity Ministries. My name is Lee Klein. We are talking about being ready for Jesus' return. He is giving us revelation knowledge. He's telling us things to come. So on that day, we can stand before him. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you have things to tell us, that you even want to tell us how you feel and what you're going through. And we just want to hear your heart today. We're just open to receive your word. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. We are so blessed. We are so taken care of. We are so loved for Jesus to come and let us know ahead of time that we're not ready. We don't want to find out that day that we weren't ready. He now is helping us to get out all those spots and wrinkles. He's beckoning us to sit down and hear him because without him, we don't know where we're at. We don't know what's going on. So today he's talking, wants to talk to us about the 11th hour. The 11th hour means the last, latest possible time before it's too late. It's a phrase that means at the last moment. And when he started talking to me about this, he, he started reminding me of when he was with the disciples. And he said, couldn't you watch and pray for one hour? And that's what he's saying to us today. He was going through the worst hours of his life. He was devastated, the word says. And he was asking the disciples to stay awake and watch for one hour. I want to read some of this to you. So um, he told the disciples to sit down while he went yonder to pray. And um, it says that he began to show grief and distress of mind. He was deeply depressed. Just think of the emotions Jesus was having because what he knew was about to happen. Going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground, on his face, and prayed, saying, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless... Not what I will, not what I desire, but as you will and desire. And he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. He said to Peter, What are you so utterly unable to stay awake and keep watch for me for one hour? All of you must keep awake, give strict attention, be cautious and active, and watch and pray that you may not come into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time. He went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass, if if this cannot pass by unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, and their eyes are weighed down with sleep. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time using the same words. He was distressed. Then he returned to the disciples again. Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is to be traded into the hands of wicked sinners. Get up, let's get going, see my betrayer is at hand. Jesus was distressed for what was to come. He knew everything that was going to happen. And what he's saying to us today is he's about to return. And many are not ready for his return, and he's distressed for what is to happen. He loves us so much that he's distressed. He's long-suffering. He's going through 
for the pain of the you ever love someone so much that when they hurt you hurt that's what he's saying that's why he that's why he did what he did he bore your sickness your disease your sorrow and pain because he hurt for you he wanted to take your pain for you he personally said that to me he said i hurt because i wanted to hurt for you that's why i did what i did so you wouldn't have to hurt and still we're not receiving that you know the, the people that are lost are lost i'm getting a little ahead of myself but they're lost because we who say we believe are idle we're not doing we have we're not taking this seriously we don't know how jesus is feeling unless we sit with him and we're too busy to sit with him we're too busy he's asking us to watch and pray pray for him pray for those people that are about to perish pray that you can do his will instead of being about yourself jesus put himself aside father if you can take this cup if you can't right he's asking you to give up your life and go for him for those who are lost matthew 20 the kingdom of heaven is likened to the owner of an estate who went out in the morning along the dawn to hire workmen for his vineyard after agreeing with the workers for a denarius a day he sent them into the vineyard and going about the third hour he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. That just reminds me of us. Just standing idle. We've already been paid. We already have salvation. But we're standing idle. He went up again the sixth hour and, and the ninth hour, and he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found all still workers standing around. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? Jesus is saying that to us. Why are you idle? I'm coming. Why aren't you doing my work? Why aren't you letting them know they will perish? Then they answered, because no one's hired us. And it reminds me of so many people say, I don't know what he wants me to do. I'm waiting for him to tell me. He said, go out into the vineyard also, and you will get whatever is just and fair. He's saying, go. He'll lead your steps. He'll tell you what to do. But on that day, you're not going to be able to say, you didn't tell me. So actually, how do you go? It starts with sitting at his feet, hearing his voice. My sheep know my voice, and they follow me. But are we his sheep? Are we sitting there? Are we intending to hear his voice? so we can do that work now when the first came okay i actually got ahead of myself verse 8 this is matthew 20 by the way i didn't say so when evening came the owner of the vineyard said to the manager call the workmen and pay them their wages beginning with the last and ending with the first and those who had been hired at the 11th hour came and received a denarius each now, when the first came, they supposed they would get more, but each of them also received a denarius. 
And when they received it, they grumbled at the owner of the estate, saying, These men came last and worked no more than an hour, and yet you have made them rank with us who have borne the burden of the scorching heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, am I doing you no justice? Did you not agree with me for Daenerys? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this this man hired last, the same as I give to you. I, am I not permitted to do what I choose with what is mine? Or you, do you begrudge my being generous? Is your eye evil because I'm good? So those who are now last will be first, and those who are now first will be, be last. For many are called, and few are chosen. So this parable is about salvation. And um, the ones that are last are going to have salvation as much as you who have been a Christian for 30, 40 years. Because God loves all of us. And those of us who have been a Christian for 30, 40 years, we're we're grumbling, you know. Well, I've been doing this forever. I know this. You know, especially, I, I guess I'm thinking about when I go out on the street and I tell somebody that Jesus told me to tell us we're not ready. That's my mission to say we're not ready. Well, I've been a Christian 30 years. I'm a secretary at this church. And so they don't want to hear what I have to say. You know, Jesus hired someone at the 11th hour, is what he's saying in this parable. This man was hired at the 11th hour. And maybe this man had that fresh word that that person that has been a Christian for 30 years already can't even hear anymore because you come so accustomed to your ways that maybe you don't look at the word anymore and you don't get that revelation that you need to get. You don't sit at Jesus' feet. You just do that thing that you've always done. And maybe you just do what you were taught to do by the pastor, and maybe the pastor is teaching you wrong. Jesus is saying this is 11th hour, and he needs us to do his work. This is the last possible chance that we have. And praise the Lord for those who come in at the last minute. They can still have salvation. It's not too late for them. And we should be excited for them, not grumbling and moaning about it. But instead, we don't even realize what's happening because we are idle. We have all these excuses why we're not doing what Jesus told us to do. You think you can't do the greater work that he's asking you to do because a man told you you couldn't. But Jesus said, if you believe, you're going to do what I was doing, and even greater. Who do we believe? Who do we rely on? Man or what Jesus said? As an individual, you're responsible for what Jesus gave you to do. When you sit at his feet, because you love him, because you believe him, and get your instruction, then you put that first, not what someone else said to you. It's about Jesus. It's about what he's going through. Think of that. He's grieved. He's long-suffering. He's distressed over those who haven't received him. 
because of a lack of understanding, because a lack of us who call ourselves Christians doing his work. Instead, we're moaning and grumbling about who gets to do what. Or that Jesus didn't tell you what to do. He did tell you what to do. And if you take him seriously, he'll give you the details of that. So that's what he's saying today. This is 11th hour. To me, that's pretty scary to say that I'm a Christian and I haven't done the work that Jesus called me to do and I don't have much time left. So really, it's time to get off the church bench and go and do his work. Just go do it. No excuses. On that day, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said, Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You might be calling him Lord. But if you're not doing his work, what is he going to say to you? I didn't know you away from me. You didn't care about what I cared about. You didn't do what I asked you to do. And you say, but Lord, you didn't tell me where to go or what to do. But Lord, I did this. In your name, I did that in your name. You're going to argue with them. And that's not going to get you anywhere. And so now, realize, you know, if you don't believe me, he told me we're in the 11th hour. If you don't believe me, that's fine. Get on your knees and find out yourself. That's what you should do. I'm just here to encourage you. Maybe you've gotten off the path. Maybe you're lukewarm and you need to get on fire again. I'm here to help you to do that. You don't want to think that you've been a Christian for 30 years and then that day you stand before him, he tells you, away from me, I never knew you. Wouldn't that be awful? Take heed. Swallow your pride. Listen to whoever, whoever Jesus sends your way. It's not about you. It's about your neighbor. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about your Father. It's about love. He cares for those who don't know him. And so much of the time I, I hear people say, well, I'm saved. I don't have to worry about what so-and-so is doing. I don't, I don't have to, you know, that's none of my business. It's about me. I care about me. It's really what you're saying. If you just care that you're saved and they're not, then maybe you're not really saved because if you're really saved, you're going to love your neighbor. You're going to care about what he cares about. Revelation 3, 19 and 20. Revelation 3, 19. Jesus said he corrects those he loves. He's correcting us. He's giving us instruction. He's telling us things to come ahead of time so that we don't perish. Revelation 3.20, he said he's knocking at the door of your heart. If you would heed his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. And he would dine with you. But you got to heed his voice. The invitation is for you if you heed his voice. And so if you want to heed his voice, if you want to go and do that work so that someone else can have what you have, so that person can be saved, that isn't saved, and say this prayer with me. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Help me to care about who you care about. Help me to care enough to put myself aside like you did. 
to lay my life down and go ahead and do your work for you. I believe in you. I believe you. And I believe that I can do everything that you're calling me to do. Because you're with me. You live on the inside of me. And I intend to heed your voice. And I take your correction. Help me. I can't do anything without you. Let me praise you. You seriously can't do anything without him. And take notice of what he said he's going through. Second Peter 3, verse 9. He said he's long-suffering as he waits for us. He doesn't want to come because we're not ready. It's not his will that one should perish. Care about what he cares about. Be a part of his life. Thank you so much for listening today.